Welcome to Translating Infinity. They are communicating. Have we forgotten how to listen? You gotta take this higher! It is a death and a rebirth. Some human beings have had help from what they refer to as extraterrestrials, ultra-terrestrials, interdimensional beings, natural world beings, who have repeatedly destroyed the world view so that one has the opening and the space to realize what has been occurring and what is now possible. You are resting in pure potentiality at this timing, at this crossroads. Welcome to episode three of Translating Infinity. I am your host, Eileen Meyer. That opening clip was a download translation from last summer, 2021. I'll share more from that message later in the podcast. In this episode, you will also hear some rare footage of author hypnotherapist Dolores Cannon in our 2004 video interview with her. Firstly, I'd like to thank those who've reached out in the last few weeks with kind words, appreciation, and encouragement for my little project. It soothes my soul after so many years of feeling invisible and inaudible in this world. For most of my life, I allowed fear to suppress the voicing of my truth and what I've learned from this inner cosmic intelligence. I'm also aware that I'm here to be a resonant voice for others like me who may need some comforting validation and assurance that they are not alone. Pressed by this inner guidance in the early 2000s, I made my public debut with truth. Bit by bit, I spoke it and sang it out loud as a touring independent musical artist. And then because of that, I was invited to be a subject for a documentary film that revolved around three women experiencers. It was entitled Beyond Five Senses. This film never quite made it into the public arena, as the producer was inspired to take it in a different direction. I'm still trying to locate my copy of the final DVD. It's in a box somewhere. But I did recently receive some of the raw footage from the filming of it, and we'll be using portions of this footage, with permission, of course, in this and future episodes. So now, sitting at the top of 2022... I feel like I'm jump-starting the project again with this podcast. The funny thing is, after all these years, I still find that I'm an introvert <laughs> and still compelled to point out the missing voice in the cacophony of all voices, ufology, paranormal, philosophy, religion, and so on. So while there may be a whole lot of radio and internet shows movies, video games that pump out the sensational paranormal storylines, we don't hear much about this quiet evolution of contact and the transformation of consciousness on our favorite TV or internet news platforms. Why would this be? 
because this data is coming through us, not simply exploring the knowledge that exists or is uncovered within our institutions and systems. I'm learning that humans are in the midst of a grand opportunity to adapt to a greater context or field of information, one that is not based on a past history, analysis, or narratives driven by celebrity or the ones who know, but one that is natural, arriving within some of us now. And most humans have long forgotten the passcode to this data. Actually, we seem to have forgotten this resource altogether because the propaganda was that the soul was old news, antiquated technology. In my view, the voices that have been missing, invisible or suppressed in this bandwidth of consensus reality would belong to those that have been taken beyond it those who've had the direct experiences and ongoing evolving contact. Most of the population is programmed to reject this, to laugh at it, to assume that there is nothing of value here because after all, it's coming through the lens of what has already been sufficiently devalued in our systems, the subjective, the feminine, emotion-based intelligence. What I have witnessed over my life is that we are programmed not to feel or listen more deeply. Experiencers, like myself, have noted that when we share what is happening to us, there seems to be a mechanism in place, a generational programming to regurgitate scripted judgments when anything outside of the given voice of left-brained authority attempts to speak blasphemy, demons, woo, witches, and the devil himself. But for those who've been taken beyond all this, whether that's through ET contact experiences, near-death experiences, lucid dreams, plant medicines, etc., upon our return we see things quite differently. At least for a time, we remember the bigger picture view. We remember the missing piece love. And we see here in this smaller context that love with a capital L has been captured and forced into tiny or superficial containers where it can be held in check or managed or reshaped into something far less than what it actually is. Some of us live the dichotomy and continue to explore the awareness of the chasm in between. We can see that we were entrained here to the idea that we simply surrender our own sense of sovereignty, our own inner power and authority in deference to other persons or institutions that we are told are the ones who know, the leaders in science, education, religion, government, and more. Don't get me wrong, there are lots of inspired humans embedded throughout these systems. And I've been shown that there are a lot more than we might think. But this overall shift cannot occur until we speak our individual inner truth out loud. No longer do we speak the truth that we are told 
by the smaller context, but the truth that we know in resonance with love. The guiding intelligence throughout my life said often that this is what breaks the spell, the truth-telling. Most of us have not had the modeling for truth-telling or the demonstration of higher integrity in our own lives with our own wounded parents, teachers, bosses, and especially our government representatives. I'm pretty sure we could all agree these systems have been corrupted. Instead of pointing fingers and fixing the blame on people or tribes or ideologies in the external world, it's time to turn our attention inward where the original corruption took place. This we can correct. There is no way to create wholeness in our world without first healing and restoring the wholeness of our being. And this is the main message I have received from these beings. We have lost our soul, our inner intelligence, our connection to the cosmic song, because this deeper essence of who we are in related physiology has atrophied. And this is the major bullet point in all of my correspondence with this intelligence, the kind of correspondence that they say all human beings are wired for. It's not too late. It is still here within each and every one of us. I'd like to put a bookmark here. At some point, we'll get into the plan or movement I have seen in the downloads toward artificial intelligence and transhumanism, where this so-called antiquated soul and related physiology is slated to be rebranded, if you will. It has taken thousands of years to devalue the soul, the balance of our consciousness in the feminine, or what we were told was the old brain, along with the endocrine system and the utilization of heart coherence to commune directly with source. We have a choice at this time, a grand opportunity. Remember who we are and reawaken the rest of our original design, our creativity, our gifts. Or we continue to believe that the external theater and all of the producers, set designers, and actors represent the real world. I'd like to read a uh, quote from my book published in 2017 called Koyopo Contact Within. This is in the introduction to the book. My visitors were highly evolved and extraordinarily loving. Sometimes they appeared in the form of tall, wispy, angelic-looking beings. Other times they had the appearance of five-foot-tall humanoid greys. On rare occasions, I would have telepathic dialogues with a gold-light, praying mantis-looking being. While I find all these life forms fascinating, in all cases there were no outer forms at all. None in the 3D variety, that is. The imagery always presented in the center of my mind's eye, in visions, lucid dreams, and altered states. My visits and subsequent data downloads primarily revolved around communion through very high vibratory resonant frequency. The visitors' written language forms and streams of odd-looking multidimensional symbols were incidental, and most times they were completely irrelevant. It was the transfer of information through my heart 
and through the frequency of pure love and truth that was of the highest value to me. All visitors seemed to be on board with an agenda to wake me up and out of my limited worldly conditioning. One of the interviewees in the original Beyond Five Senses film was Dolores Cannon. We interviewed her in Santa Fe, New Mexico in July 2004. She died 10 years later in 2014. God rest her soul. What an honor it was to spend time with her. Dolores was a hypnotherapist and author of 17 books, or more maybe, Most of these, if not all, were written about unexpected themes of past lives and extraterrestrial contact that began to emerge from her work with clients over the years. She felt pretty strongly that it was her role or contract to share this data with humanity. The clip opens with us taking a little break and chatting about our upcoming trip to Roswell. What you'll hear next is my portion of the interview with Dolores. Even back in 2004, I was obsessed with the evolution of contact. And I just figured I'd go, if I could go with you, I could just stay over there. Absolutely. Is that okay? You need a ride over? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. my daughter stayed over there with the tables. And okay. then after you can do that, sure. okay. wind it up after okay. that. Okay. Um, then you want to go to the museum and do all that, too. Yeah. Okay, what what do you want to know? What do I want to know? <laughs> I, I My own curiosity here. Something that I've been wondering about um, as an experiencer, looking at like a timeline in my own life and then now meeting other people who are saying, yeah, it kind of started around this time and then yeah. it got really intense during this time and... And now um, it's been like years of just integrating, integrating, integrating. Now, do you have anything to say about the evolution of experiencers themselves? I mean, what is this for? Where are we headed? It feels to me like I've gotten lots of upgrades Uh in my interactions. Okay, I could probably guess or write my own story as to why, but I'm curious about what your viewpoint is from being with many, many, many experiences. Well, like I said, I started out in this in 1986, and it was all new, and I was—I had never gotten involved with it at all. And it was, you know, just playing, just taking little baby steps, because in the beginning it was just the simple cases. But then as I went along, I began to get more and more complicated things. And I began to figure out that they were spoon-feeding me information, that the information I got later I could not have understood in the beginning. It would have been too complicated. So as we went along, they give you one little piece of information and let you digest that. Then you're ready for the next step. And this keeps happening until now I'm writing about very complicated metaphysical ideas and theories that I could never have handled Uh, 20 years ago when I started this out. So I think it is an evolution, but they have to do it very slowly. If they dumped you all this information on you at once, your mind couldn't handle it. It would just be overwhelming. This is happening to a lot of people, that it's been a slow process. 
And I think a lot of it they don't even realize because it is on another level that the information and everything is occurring. And in between lives, you are on the spirit side. And before you come into a life, you make a contract of things you are going to try to work out the next time around, the things you didn't do such a good job with, and you're going to meet with certain people. This you try to work out before you come into the life. So while you're meeting with the masters and the guides, you're working out your contract, the ETs will come to you and say, you know, while you're alive, we're going to be working on this other project. Do you want to be involved? And you make the agreement that, yes, I'll work with you. And you really sign a contract you're going to work with them. The problem is with humans is when you come into the body being born again, all of that is erased. We don't remember it. I was told it wouldn't be a test if you knew the answers. So you come in with all of this, with amnesia, it's all forgotten. And ETs, when they get people on board the craft and they're protesting and all of this, they say, don't you remember? You agreed to do this. You signed the contract. And a lot of people say they don't, but I have had many, many of these where they will say they remember signing a contract to do this. And the ETs will say, the problem is we remember our agreements. You don't. You forget. But they said, if we get people who are angry and defiant and don't want to be part of this project, he said, all you have to do is say you don't want to be involved. And we will put you out of the project because we don't need that kind of negative energy. So if you decide you're not going to honor your agreement, you're out of the project. You stay with the project. It's going to go into many wonderful things that you can't even imagine. The physical things are only a part of it. After that, you can go into the other parts, which some of these involved schools on board the motherships, and you can have classes and things you couldn't even imagine. And a lot of this is happening when the person thinks they're sleeping at night. They're actually going and being educated. So there's a whole lot more to the entire project than you think there is. It is an evolution as they go along because I've had many people that I'm working with while they're under, they're reminded you volunteered to come here and that you're here to help the world and help the, the civilization at this time. Just by being here, being around other people, the energy of the person influences everyone around them. They're not aware of that. Sometimes they're told the only reason you're here is to act as a conduit of energy, to try to change the world and turn the world around. And if you get enough people that are working on that positive level, trying to influence the world, you are going to have a massive influence. Because our thoughts are so powerful that the energy of one person is extremely powerful. We can change the world. You create your own reality. But if one person's mind is that powerful, imagine the power of group mind. You get groups of like-minded people concentrating their energy and focused on something they want to happen. The energy is not only multiplied, it's squared. It's tremendous, and we can produce miracles. And they know this. And a lot of the people that I do interviews with, you know, sessions, they don't want to be here. They want to go back. 
And many of them are not creating karma because they don't want to get stuck here. They want to do their job and then just go back to where they consider home is. And uh, a lot of them, when they're under, they'll say, talking to the people on the other ships, and they'll say, but I don't want to go back there. I want to go home with you. But when they're conscious, they don't remember this connection. So they've made a very important commitment to be here at this time and to use their subconscious influence on the world. We are headed for a very tremendous time. The world is changing. It can't keep going on the way it is. But the people now are beginning to realize their role and why they're here in this whole scenario where 20, 15, 10 years ago, they didn't understand. It was very confusing. But it's just stay with it, and we have got a wonderful thing ahead of us. Dolores was right. In both my life and in the lives of many other experiencers I've connected with, this has been an evolutionary project, unfolding over many years and involving many people. My 2004 interview for the film occurred three months prior to Dolores's, also in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Yeah. Wow, it's really strange being on this side of the camera. <sighs> Um, I know my family was home, but I don't know where they were at the time. And I had just been, like, dropped off or left in the middle of the uh, family room. And I was hysterically screaming, no, don't leave me. Don't leave me. You can't do this to me. You can't leave me here. And what I heard at that time uh, in my head, it's always telepathic, was um, you need to live this life now. And we never leave you. It's just that you need to focus on your, your human life. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, um, I'm, I'm putting this in context of I'm looking back. It's like hindsight, and I'm piecing all of these things together now. Um, I'm going to jump forward to a few months back to show you or to explain in more detail how how all of these this thread is coming together for me. Um, I set a very powerful intention a few months ago that I was now ready to integrate all of these fragments of my life. Most of my life, I would say, has been a focus on another place, um, another realm or other realms. And, and then I'm here, and then I'm in another place, and which is, is, has been a far greater draw for me to be there than to be here. The intention was that I wanted to weave it all together, and I wanted it to make sense. I'm calling for integration now. Um, after setting this intention, I'm in the shower where I get a lot of my... <laughs> it's my communication booth. Um... I got what um, many of us now refer to as, you know, a massive download that I needed to open this company again and calling it conscious communications because that's what, you know, so much of the intent is now is to consciously communicate the truth about who we are. 
Um, in, in my particular case, and in several others that are going to be in this documentary, it's um, there's a focus on ETs and um, you know just uh, you know, extrasensory kind of um, perception uh, experiences. I was told telepathically uh, a huge, uh, a big project coming that. Um, is is so much larger than you can even imagine. Okay, I'm going to take a little break now. 1987 was the explosion of activity um, with this contact. I uh, had a, a major, major download lucid dream, which was very significant, on March 15th, 1987. I uh, w became aware that um, my head was being used as an instrument to, um, to pass information into my brain or into me. The imagery was that my head opened up like a cassette player and a tape was stuck into my head and then somebody pressed play and downloaded um, what... Uh, you know, I wish I could consciously remember all this stuff, but it's my understanding deep down inside that I'll know what I need to know when I need to know it and that it's going to play out in my life. Still, there's so much curiosity about it because um, what was delivered to me was a timeline of transformation all the way through in nine-year increments. This nine years this is what's going to happen. The next nine years, this is what's going to happen. Next nine years. And it was about the world as well as the human being personally, the evolution of the human um, and how we're going to remember more, um, you know, personally and collectively. Um, so that was kind of my, my big kickoff meeting, if you will, um, with these... Um, I have trouble even saying extraterrestrial. Um, to me, it's all about frequency because I don't get names uh, usually. I don't get um, planet names or being names. It's like when when I feel the frequency, I go, oh, oh, you again, hi, you know, kind of a, a, a frequency identification. I, I uh, would move forward to the whole the whole 1987 through 19 um, I would say even into 94 and 95 um, was were so many experiences on uh, in so many different ways. It was lucid dreaming. It was um, all night long uh, uh, learning sessions. I was always learning. I was always studying something. I was being taught healing techniques. I was being taught how to sing better. Um, I, I was just taught everything. I mean, I was probably given some really good recipes during that time period, too. Um, I mean, it just seemed like it was from every, um, for every area of life. A lot of support, a lot of study, a lot of work. I, I, I don't feel like I got a whole lot of rest during that time, uh, and it still happens um, to this day. Oh, it was fascinating to listen to and watch my 2004 self on screen. I'll put the link to a clip of this video about the 1987 download in the notes below.
But the thing that I found so fascinating is that I'd completely blanked out on any of this interview. There was literally no memory of me being on camera for this sitting because all of this nearly one hour interview ended up on the cutting room floor. Instead, they used another interview with me about hybrid babies. I still need to get the footage from that interview, but I do have Daryl Anka speaking on it. I wish that I could also be documenting the amazing behind-the-scenes guidance and synchronicities around this project now. The only reason I received this raw footage is because I got a quick download one day while working on a completely unrelated project to call Joyce, get the tapes. I've learned to follow through. (laughs) It's always good. So within 10 minutes, I was talking with Joyce Labuti from St. Germain Productions, and we hadn't been in touch for several years. A week later, I had the tapes, and they were scheduled to be digitally transferred over from VHS to flash drive. I never would have guessed that this would happen. Other raw footage that I'll be further exploring will be more from Dolores Cannon than Some interviews with Charles Hall, Daryl Anka, Stephen Greer, Paola Harris, Monsignor Balducci, Carolyn Baker, and more. I have my work cut out for me, but it'll be fun going through these tapes. So where is this evolutionary project going? I've been continuing to move through my own personal evolution of it. It seems to me now that I was being trained to be a translator, and my schooling was over five decades long, and continues. So far, it has not been a lucrative career choice, at least in terms of this world. But in the multidimensional perspective, I feel like a gazillionaire. Music has always been a passion in this life of mine. Who knew? that the cosmos spoke in music. And here's more of the earlier translated message as promised. Most humans do not know what this feels like. Therefore, there are no markers for it. The markers within the body were removed and projected out symbolically into the world. You were programmed and taught to project upon that authority and that knowledge that existed outside of you in the very world that you are watching crumble. This is why it is important for you to rediscover these markers, the true markers of who you are, who you were created to be. And this is where you receive your data and your guidance. We understand that most individuals will dismiss this, laugh at it, and that is all right. We are here 
connected to many humans across your globe. We are visible in this way. We are audible in this way. It is up to each individual human to be able to value what is within. To find the way to their home divine frequency. Soon, many more of you will discover how things work coherently, harmoniously throughout many dimensions. You will discover this if you choose to engage with it within you. There is a leap here. We understand. There is an actual leap where one must let go again of all that you were told so that you may dive into discovering what you know To the programmed mind, this sounds vague because it is beyond your programming and it is here reaching to you. It is reaching through Mother Earth. It is reaching through human beings around you or visible to you if you are looking. It is available to you as it always has been but at this timing is when the choices are made as to how you will proceed with life. Will it be life with a small L or life with a capital L? Life, love, truth, peace, balance, wholeness. This is who you are. There is no blame. There is no reason to feel poorly about yourself. For this has been a structure that has had its grip upon human beings for millennia. You are in a crossroads now where you can restore your natural state.
if you choose consciously and willingly. This is all of what we have come to share. You are not alone in this process. And yet, you alone must choose to shift from this controlled reality, this smaller spectrum reality, this containment, even if you do not understand what life, with a capital L, beyond this containment, what that looks like. There is love present here now to welcome you into the full remembrance of your original design. This is a very extensive project to reach to you. Soon you will feel the choice. It will seem that there is no way forward in the outer world. And yet... There is still the resistance due to the programming to fall within your heart. Allow the armor to break. Allow your soul to be exposed. Allow the dialogue with your source creator. And soon, very soon, when you do engage and allow this love to touch you and remind you of who you are, you will understand very quickly what you have been existing within, what you are free from, and what is possible. Ways to extend yourself, the creative force, into your environment while still remaining in form. You were designed to be this, a divine being with physicality. This is at your doorstep, this choice. Which world, which reality do you trust? Do you value something outside of yourself, a construct outside of yourself, or that beauty? that lies within the beauty that you are and you will know 
when you feel it. And more than likely, you will weep with joy. Thank you for spending time with me once again. Pertinent links will be listed in the show notes below. My website, how to contact me, and other bits and pieces that I have scattered across the internet. Remember, you are loved. You are love. And there's a really important purpose for you being here now. Welcome home. She was dying to be alive back then She was buying time until the big surprise When the temporary comfort of the night Crashed into the light Under the sun How could she know life was meant to be fun? So she fought a hundred wars until the other guy won And she'll find her peace in the heart of all, in the heart of one Under the sun When the light gets big, the lies get small And it feels like hell until you let go of all you thought you knew All you thought was wrong with you Honey, there's nothing wrong with you Love's will, will be done Cause the time has come Under the sun Under the sun She See